Happy New Year, my Naze Speaks family. Oh my goodness, I am talking to you all on January 1st, 2024. It's a new year, guys. We have another 365 days to do some amazing things, to transform our lives, the lives around us. Excuse me. What's crazy is I was going to do an episode on the 31st, and that was going to wrap up season two, wrap it up in the old year. But y'all, I had such a hard New Year's Eve. And it's not even like I was going through anything, but my, when I tell you my spirit felt so dim and so heavy, I did church online and then I went out to eat with one of my friends, even though I had literally planned to do nothing but be in the house until I went to church tonight. And, you know, like we were having a conversation and she was just like, she was like, are you okay? And I just broke down crying. And it's not even tears that I like was trying to hold back. But y'all, it was just like the wave of emotion and all of the critiquing that I've done for 2023 and the analyzing, the reflecting, it just all came at me once. And I told her, I was like, dude, like, I don't think I'm okay. And I was like, but I hate going into a new year not being okay. I feel like when I enter the new year, I have to have everything together. Everything has to be done. There can be no no dots, no gray areas, nothing. Every like all dots must be dotted, all T's must be crossed, all business must be handled by the time I enter a new year. And to be quite honest with you guys, that just is not what happened for 2023 and the transition into 2024. I ended 2023 probably at my lowest. (laughs) And you know, like it's only because so many people will see me and I will talk to so many people and I will always tell you all that I am doing fine. But y'all, I have been struggling with depression since summer. And this is a hard topic to talk about because I feel like I'm partially open about my journey with mental health, but not open enough that I allow you all the opportunity to get to know me. And so in me taking back control of how I feel like I want my podcast to be and with me taking the steps to truly just make this the open journal that I've always wanted to do, that I've always talked about, that I've just never felt the comfortability to do. I'm I'm being honest. And the honesty is that I have depression. I am depressed. Um I was diagnosed when I started therapy. So that's back in May and while my depression has gotten better, the way life has just been the last couple of months, it hasn't really helped. And then, you know, we enter winter time and the sun goes away and so I'm stuck in the house and Seasonal depression comes back, but for me, it's not seasonal. It's just amplified, and here we are. Now, I will say that I don't take medicine. I'm not on antidepressants. It's not to the point where I really need that, Um, but it's 
therapy so far has been working and so we're gonna just stick with that but why am I telling you all this I'm telling you all this because when I was looking at how I was ending my 2023 year I was ending my 2023 year being very honest with myself and the fact that like I am not okay I don't really know what I need to be okay but I know that I will be okay when that time comes, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's, and I explained this, so I guess also hindsight, all honesty, I went through a breakup maybe about two weeks ago, a week ago, um, and just during the conversations and just trying to get everything settled. I was honest in saying that like, my partner brought me so much happiness, but at the same time, personal happiness, if that is not achieved, I can't allow myself to be happy anywhere else. And I bet y'all are like, girl, what? And for me, when I am constantly not happy with my appearance, my situation, what's going on in my life. When I have no ounce of happiness personally, it's very hard for me to engage in just the flow of life with people because y'all will make me happy. People make me happy. That's why when I'm at work or when I'm just hanging with people and I may be down, I I may be in the dumps, I may be facing really bad depression or having really bad anxiety because I also have that too. Um, Chopping it up with people, talking to people, being around people, that just brings me happiness, but that is temporary happiness because the minute I come behind my closed doors, y'all, it's just a whole nother story. And so I was telling them that because I didn't want them to feel like they didn't do a good job of making me happy because they did. But at the end of the day, I knew that until I personally settle with my issues and truly trying to just navigate this new environment that I'm like finally acknowledging exists, because I will be honest with you guys. I just, I just believed that I had seasonal depression. I just believed that, like, you know, I'd be down at the dumps from time to time. But I was like, there's no way I'm depressed. And after therapy, you know, taking those little standardized generic tests or whatever, and kind of just seeing how my moods have been and how everything has been, it, it, I can't lie, you know? And so, yeah, so... I say all this to say, New Year's Eve was probably one of the hardest days for me because that's the day that I sat here and I thought about my whole year. And while 2023 was an amazing year, it was the year that I've genuinely felt my lowest. But I've had to navigate my low. I have, I've had to still show up during my lowest. I wasn't able to just be like, all right, I've hit my low point. I'm going to hibernate and then I will come back when I'm ready. I know. I've had to actively work and actively fight and actively just try to find my footing through all of this. And 
it got to the point where I quite literally was like, I have nowhere else to turn to but God. And I just, y'all, I sat in my room and I cried and I cried and not, I'm crying. And it wasn't even crying because I'm sad, but it was crying because I was just, I got fed up. Like, I was like, bro, I am so tired of feeling this way. I am so tired of always feeling down. Like, I'm just tired. I'm fed up. I'm, I'm ready for a new situation. I am ready. Just, I'm just ready for what's next. You know, I'm ready for the uncomfortability to get outside my comfort zone so that I can elevate myself. I'm ready for the challenges that I might I may go through, but when I go through them and when I get to that end result, it'll be just so worth it. I am ready for all of that. And it's and I say this because today in well, yesterday in church when Pastor Mike was preaching, he talked about exits. And one thing he talked about that really just resonated with me was the fact that until we get to the point that we're, we are fed up, we're not going to leave the situation that we're in. God prepares us for our next season during our present season. That's why we go through so many trials and tribulations, so many lessons, so many hardships. Because he is trying to teach us and prepare us for what is yet to come. And for me, this year, I just, while like, y'all, while this year brought me so many blessings, this year brought me so many lessons, so many hardships, so many things that happened that I was like, are you joking? Y'all, in 2023, my car got stolen twice. Not once, but twice. Both from a place I was living. Two different places. If that, if that right there don't tell you how my year went, I don't know what will like and I mean things be to the Lord that nothing happened to my car but like the fact that my car got stolen twice that's just like that's just like what bro or the fact that like you know this was probably my hardest year when it comes to my family I lost an uncle Uh, my mom went through surgery um you know every family has their own share of family drama but I will say that a blessing that happened for my family was the birth of my nephew and if y'all know me y'all know that like I absolutely love being an auntie I absolutely love my nephew I love Sakani so much y'all like I want him to know that when he grows up, like, if he ever, and I know he won't, because that's just how my family is, and his, and, like, just, that's just how our family is, because not even me and mine, like, my sister-in-law, her family, like, if my nephew ever happens to just feel like he's alone, I want him to know that he has an auntie that will ride for him. He has an auntie that will listen, that will not judge because, oh boy, oh boy, do I know 
how life is? Do I know how much life I have lived, how much trouble I have gotten, how much trouble I should have been? I know, I know what it's like. And I want him to know that you can come to me if you don't feel like you can come to mom or dad. That's the relationship I would love to build with you. But despite just the future and what I want for our relationship, my nephew brought my family back together. We were never not together, but I'll definitely say that tensions were high for a couple years. And just the birth of my nephew, it's caused like, I mean, it, it caused me to see my siblings in a different light. I've never seen my brother enter dad mode. I've never seen my sister-in-law enter mother mode, but I love this. And this is life. Like this is now, this is how life is going to be. This is the version of them that I will forever now get. And I love it. I love to see families being developed for them for themselves and just everything that comes about that. And so in 2023, I will forever be grateful for Sakani. Oh my gosh, God knew I needed him in my life. He has served as, and I'm about to get so emotional, so I'm going to keep this short, but he has just served as a different type of passion for me, as a different light, as a different, just when I be thinking about long-term, he's included. I, I, I can't tell you why, I can't tell you what it is, but I can just tell you that like, while, you know, like, while he's not my child and while Auntie can indeed give him back when Auntie's, when Auntie chooses, something about him healed me. That's all I can really say. I can't tell you all how. I can't tell you all how, how, how it felt, what it felt. I can just tell you that when I met my nephew, I was healed in so many different aspects. And I will forever just be grateful. Um, and so, yeah, so like when we look at 2023, we had cars being stolen, family members being lost, family members going through struggles, new family members being added to my family. And then when we look at, when we look at academics, I had one of my best semesters and my worst semesters in the same year. I ended my junior year winning five awards. I finished my soft, my first semester of my senior year with my lowest GPA in my college history. And I'm not afraid to admit, I'm not afraid to share that. I feel like at the end of the day, like, you know, we need to be honest we don't really need to be honest and you know there's some people who be praying on my downfall so they may love this information but don't love it too much because i'm still me at the end of the day so just know that i had a b average this semester i'm crying over b's y'all still had a's but crying over b's like like and if y'all know me y'all know that like i'm a girly who would have a little c on her on her transcripts when I was dealing with the O chems and all the other like I just all the sciences right and the chem and the upper level chemistries me and me and those C's went together real bad so the fact that I had a B minus uh, B minus B plus A minus A semester and I'm over here crying because that was my lowest GPA that's wild but that shows y'all like this semester put me through it. 
Oh, it put me through it. Oh, the tears I cried. Oh, the motivation that I lacked. Oh, I just, life got real for a girl. And I didn't know who to lean on. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know how to handle it. And so I just, I just, we vibed a little too hard. Checked out a little too much. I learned my lesson. But through all that, I also learned the power of community. Because let me tell you, when I have found I have found out that there is a chance that my mom would have had cancer. And I say would have had because, you know, we overcame that roadblock. And praise be to the Lord, my mom does not have cancer. But there's a time period where I thought she did. And y'all, that day when I heard that news, I walked my butt into EPS. And I remember I told Laura, I said, Laura, if my mom really has cancer, I will not make it across that stage. And I have said that because if y'all know me, I, I like my mom and I, we've had, I, we wouldn't, I wouldn't say we had a traditional African mom and daughter relationship, but we definitely had a mom and daughter relationship, you know, we had the arguments, we had the hardships, we had the misunderstandings. And at the end of the day, like, I have a mother who grew up in an entirely different generation and culture than I did. So we're always going to bump heads sometimes on certain topics. And that's just life. But at the end of the day, like, that is my mom. I am her daughter and I love her and I would not be here if it was not even for her. And I no one ever wants to hear that someone that they love is not okay. I'm not going to get emotional. But I say all this to say I had walked in and I told Laura that if this is what my mom is going through, I just do not think I will be able to even sit here and focus for a couple seconds to even get myself that diploma that I am so close to achieving. And she immediately heard me and was like, what can we do to support? And so her and I had check-ins every other week to check in on grades, check in on life, check in on the mental. And when I tell you those kept me going through my semester because I leaned on my community. I found out news that honestly like shook my world and that was on a day that I was meeting with Miss Jackie. I walked into her office, tears, community, love. She gave me hugs. We talked about it. She let me cry. Like, if there's one thing that I am so grateful for from 20, the ending of 2023, it is the fact that I can tell you all that I have my community. They've always been there. Don't get it twisted. I've just never been someone who knew how to openly lean on someone, openly lean on people. And I say that I struggled with this because I've always been able to talk to my friends. But after my sophomore year, I I stopped doing that because I didn't want to feel like a burden. I also didn't want to go through the whole shebang where I tell people something personal to me and then once we're not cool, it enters the streets. But you know, that's life. Um, 
And so being able to just regain that trust within people and know that like there are people in my corner that I can lean on and that I should lean on when I don't think I'm okay, I'm glad that I learned that. I'm also glad that I learned when to recognize that I'm not okay and when I know that it is of the extreme and when to go get help. That is huge for me because I struggle with when to get help. I will always give my friends advice and be like, you know, if you're not okay, like, go get help. Go talk to someone. And when I say help, like, I'm not talking about, like, a therapist or anything, like, clinical. I'm just talking about the simple, like, letting someone know that you're not okay and that you need their extra support. Um, I always think that I have to do everything by myself. And I don't. (laughs) Like, it's just, it does, that's just not the way it needs to be. And through that, fine-tuning, and y'all, I'm not going to lie, I'm low-key rambling, because there's just so many points and directions that I'm pulling and realizing and just talking about. But with leaning on people, I learned what it's like to have just genuine friendships. And not saying that, you know, the people in my life are not genuine or the people that were in my life are not genuine. I feel like when I say that, certain people who feel like the indirect subliminal shoe be fitting, be going, be be putting that shoe on and running a thousand miles. And it's not even like that. It's the fact that, like, I lost so many close friends in 2023. And by so many, I mean, like, maybe two. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not laughing because, like, that's funny. I'm laughing because I said so many, like, it's, like, four, five, six. But it's really two. But these are people that I had called my best friend. These were people that I genuinely was hoping would be my kids' godmoms, would be my, like, maid of honors, like, people who I was hoping would be here for the long term and you know like one ended pretty amicably while the other not so much and in both of these scenarios it honestly was just growing just growing apart different vibes Nothing wrong with any of those. I mean, life is life. Like, you know, people are always put into your life for a reason. And sometimes those people are put into your life for longevity. And sometimes those people are put into your life to help you get through what you need to go through. And I just feel like with the loss of those friendships, I felt like, hope was just lost for me because like I've always struggled with a best friend and there are many times when like y'all I didn't know how to be a good friend to somebody there were times when like and this goes all the way back to like high school but high school middle school like Being a girl who be so angry at the world and who didn't know she was angry at the world, but she just knew she was angry, resorted to me treating people unfairly. 
and I've talked about it in previous podcasts and there are so many people who like I would I would just love the opportunity to sit down and apologize even though I might not do nothing but the acknowledging for me is a step one right and you know in therapy we talked about how acknowledging sometimes is the relief being able to sit here and be like, yes, I acknowledge that what I did was wrong and I acknowledge that that good behavior was not needed and I acknowledge the pain that I caused. And from here, you can only do better. And so for me with best friends, sometimes like I caused that pain, I caused that hurt, I caused the friendship to go away. And other times I felt that hurt, I felt that pain, I felt the actions and I didn't know how to speak about it I just knew how to leave when I get hurt I just leave when times get hard and you know confrontations start happening I leave something I'm trying to get better on better at but that's why like if y'all knew me maybe like my first two years of college y'all know I was quick to cut somebody off the minute y'all upset me or the minute that like I'm not doing okay. Oh, y'all was cut off. Don't got to worry about me. And so, like, you know, that's kind of how some of these friendships went. And um, I will say that, like, working at Lululemon, the blessing that that showed on my life is friendship. And I met two of my closest friends at Lululemon. And they have just been so amazing. And they're the friends who, like, had me in the gym, supported me when I wanted to do these 6 o'clock workout classes in the summer, 6 o'clock a.m. workout classes in the summer when nobody had to wake up that early. Well, technically, I low-key did because I had Okem. But the point is, like, these girls, these women, because my friends aren't girls, they're women. These strong women came into my life and just, one, helped me grow up a little bit because I am the youngest one out of the friend group, but also showed me what it's like to have that love, to have that like sisterly love in a friendship where sometimes y'all bicker like sisters, Sometimes y'all cry together. Sometimes y'all get on each other's nerves. But at the end of the day, there's always love. And you always know that if there is someone you need to call, it's going to be Dan. From the support that they gave me with the sneaker soiree and just getting the ball rolling to the support they gave me during it. To the support they gave me when I was going through one breakup. When I was going through another breakup. When I was in my, I don't know who I want to date phase. Like, and and the ones who've been here when I felt like I just could not make it another day. When I talk about genuine friendship, I talk about them. And, oh, this makes me emotional, but I talk about them coming into my life at a time when I thought it was over for me when it came to having those just those people who you know are just your people and and I and I say this so genuinely because I just I don't want anyone in my life to feel like 
like y'all are listening to this and you're like oh so what was I just not a genuine friend to her everyone in my life that I moved in to 2024 with is a genuine friend it's just that and I and I can say that full-heartedly because there are so many friends in 2023 that I got closer to that I developed a genuine friendship with outside of a group, outside of a workplace, outside of the parameter that we met. And those are people who I will forever be so grateful for. From mentees turned friends, to mentors turned friends, to coworkers turned friends, to even just like, y'all, even like, like hairstylists, nail techs, all of that. I am just so grateful for the aspect of friendship that I learned in 2023 because I needed it. And Asia and Micah, if you're listening to this podcast, let me tell you that y'all healed me in a way that I didn't know was possible. And for that, I will always be grateful. And I know this a podcast episode is giving very like maybe depressed, maybe sad at some points, maybe happy, maybe confusing as I'm going on almost a 30 minute podcast episode and I can't tell y'all the last time I pulled out 30 minutes. But I, I this is real. This is Nan. This is me. This is what's talked about, what's not, what's known, what's unknown. This is me setting my precedent, setting my tone for 2024. I want to always show up as my most genuine self. I want people to always know that when it comes to this thing called life, I'm not scared to tell y'all what I've been through, the mistakes that I've made, the achievements that I've achieved, the goals that I've achieved, and the goals that I fell short of. And the good and the bad, the obstacles, I want to be real. This is my space. This is my life. And I've spent the last two years with this podcast being so scared to just keep it real because I'm like, I don't know who listens. So I don't know which version of myself that do that that they get and some people may be like well you're not real if everyone gets a different version of you but let me tell y'all I'm a pastor's kid so the version that y'all gonna get that speaks like this is not the version that they get at church with the yes ma'ams and the no sirs and I'm enunciating every word that I am saying I am not using any slang there is no room for error and then I'm back at school and we'd be kicking it, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. But I say this to say that I've spent the last two years still being scared, to be honest, still being scared to have the conversations that I want to have because I'm scared about who's listening on the other end. And I'm scared about what they're thinking, what they're judging. Oh my gosh, is this going to be something that they're going to be like, why is Nan doing this? And are they going to create drama for me by trying to bring it up to my parents? Because I know I got some older folk who listen on here who assume that my life is one way. And then when I tell y'all how it is on here, they realize that it's another and there's an issue. 
I know that some of my mom's friends probably listen to this. And I've probably ruined what their vision of me is because I'm telling you, some people really think I am the perfect child and I am not. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm done being scared. I've had this podcast for almost two years now. And I am not where I would want to be with it because I'm always scared. I'm scared to be real with y'all. I'm scared of what realness will cause but what's the point of me having a podcast to talk about my life and be my journal if I can't even get my true honest thoughts out and there's a way to do that and still maintain my own privacy and maintain the utmost I guess properness per se But at the end of the day, I want to do this for me because I created this podcast as my out, as my safe zone, as my place where I can just be so honest and so raw with it and just and just let y'all get to know me through that. And I'm bringing that back this year. 2023 was a year that I learned so much. It was a year that I will forever remember and be grateful for because this was a year that I was my most uncomfortable. And what does that mean? When you're uncomfortable, it means that you're doing something right. You're growing. You're evolving. You are doing something that is going to change your present. But because you don't know what it will be, and because it is something that is new to you and your situation and the way you've been doing, you're just not gonna like it. You're not gonna feel comfortable. And that is okay. But it is okay to be okay with that uncomfortability. And it is okay to be in it for a little bit. Change don't happen overnight. Well. To some people it does, but to the regular folk, change does not happen overnight. It happens over time. That uncomfortable feeling, it will happen over time. You'll go through it, you'll get through it, you'll be happy you went through it. I was going to sit here and take y'all through a complete 2023 recap, but I honestly feel like I addressed the big things for me the big things in 2023 that I will I will I will be thankful for grateful for remember and I mean like there's and don't get me wrong there's so many things that happened in 2023 that like I failed to mention that were huge that need to be celebrated and they will they were happen in the moment and if you all were a part of any of that and I didn't mention it please forgive me going off the dome with this one I got back from church because y'all I did something new I spent my new year's eve at church um for those who don't know the church that I go to they just bought um they we already had this property but today was the first day we entered the property and we all signed our names on the metal frames because they're gonna start 
they're, they're starting. They're starting the construction of our soon-to-be home. And so I spent my New Year's Eve in that space, in a space with love, in a space with support, in a space with God. And when I got home, I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to reflect. I just wanted to talk about how I went into that building with this huge weight and I left with the weight lifted. I don't know what that weight was. I don't know why New Year's Eve was just so hard for me. But I know that I'm sitting here in the new year, 2024, my year, my graduation year, the year that I truly say that I entered into adulthood. And I'm grateful. I look back on the past and, and you know, I know why I'm not okay. And although like we flipped a new book into a new year, those, those reasons never left. The only thing that changed was that I went to church, I prayed, and I gave it to God. And so I entered the new year with hope. Hope for change. Hope for better situations. And hope for guidance. And so as I finish off this episode, and maybe there's something I was talking about first that got me on this long rant that I never finished. And if that's the case, y'all, I'm sorry. Y'all know how I get when I be talking. I go from one thing to the other, and it takes absolutely everything to tell me and remind me of the, of the first point. But before I close out this episode, because although I'm posting this episode on a new day of a new year, this is really the episode and the season finale for season two before I take my little hiatus lock in on this school year and come back and surprise y'all with whatever we got cooking so before I go in this new year I'm praying for everyone who is under the sound of my voice to have nothing but blessings, open doors, but you know when a door open, a, a, a door got to close. So I pray for a peaceful close and an even better open. I pray that whatever y'all are struggling with, that's known or unknown, I pray that it gets resolved for the better. And, you know, I... I pray that everyone is healthy. I think health and praying for health is just something that we tend to forget. But I pray that everyone stays healthy this year. I pray that everyone finds what their sense of happiness is. And if you've already found it, I hope you keep on to it. And I hope that you share that with others. I hope that everyone is just prosperous. I hope that everyone is loved. And I just pray that everyone has an amazing year. It's life. It'll have its ups and downs, but I pray that the good and the highs are better than the lows. And I pray that you have more good and more highs than you do lows. And I pray that if you have the lows, that you're granted the protection, the guidance, and the peace to go through those and learn the lesson 
and come out on top after that storm has passed. I just pray for a good year for y'all. And if you don't believe in the Lord, whoever you pray to, that's where that prayer goes. This is my day on January 1st, 2024. And I'm out. Bye, y'all. And Happy New Year.